0: Perfect Timing Podcast. I am your host, Sydney chandler Renee. and today I'm here with Dynisha Clark and Sheila Coates, who are both a part of Saver Girls, Saver World. If you guys remember, I think this will be my third installment of working with them and just talking about their mentorship and how they're uplifting Black girls in the community and across the world. And I just think that their program is really inspirational and being an intern with them, being in their communications team, I think that this is a wonderful opportunity for you guys to learn more about them and what they have going on. So- going to be more directed to their Speak Up program, which I absolutely uh, love. I think their message behind it is something that is really important that needs to be talked about. So I'm really excited to have them on today. Welcome to the show, Dinesha and Sheila.
1: Hello.
0: Hello. (laughs) So Dynesha, maybe like give a brief maybe not brief, brag about yourself, about like who you are, just so my listeners can get a feel of who, what your voice sounds like, so we don't get confused throughout this, but um, why don't you give a brief introduction of who you are?
2: Well, I am Donisha Clark. I am a recent graduate of Clark Atlanta University, where I received my Bachelor's of Arts in Mass Media Arts, Ooh, and I currently okay. found- <laughs> Thank you. I currently serve as the HBCU recruiter and ambassador management intern for the Speak Up program.
1: Amazing. Basically, Thank she you. handles everything when it comes <laughs> to ambassadors, right? Yeah. I when I
0: first go. got, uh, started with Save a Girl, Save a World. Like Dainisha, like she was one of the main POCs. I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. All I've right, well, Miss Sheila. Better. Let's
0: move on to you. Uh, what? What do you have going on? You guys, I could sit here and read through her bio, but I think I I might fall to the floor again just by reading it over because she's that amazing. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: love your energy. Well, I am Sheila Coates and I am the founder and owner of Be Your Own Brand. I say BYOB and to get you to remember that it is not bring your own booze. It is definitely Be Your Own Brand. And I am a part of um, Save a Girl, Save a World and Speak Up as their brand strategist. I help them create partnerships and opportunities and just grow it because I love young people. And so it is my chance to give back.
0: Lovely. I'm so glad that you're using your time here with us to, you know, give back to people that are my age, and, you know, just wanting to see us grow and, you know, become people in this world. And, you know, what's really funny about BYOB, um, I used to watch this show when I was younger and I knew it as Bring Your Own Boa like to the tea party so I was like that's really funny but I really love the bring be your own brand you know iteration of that so I think that's really cool
1: (laughs) bring your own boa I've never heard that one before I have to google that okay I
0: think I I think it was on the show called Jesse and she was like just remember it's b-y-o-b bring your own own I just remembered
1: that (laughs) (laughs) cool. See, that's why I like young people I always learn something I've already (laughs) learned something (laughs)
0: All right, let's get started. So, Dinesha, this first question can be for you. Um, How does your degree in mass media arts help you in your position with Speak Up, and what can you bring to the table with your background?
2: So, even though I love my degree in mass media, I will definitely say my experience as a student leader while I was in undergrad definitely prepared me for this role. Um, I was able to serve on several executive boards, running from class council to pep squads, art clubs, SGA, and I was able to learn how to lead people in my own age group, so lead my peers, and it was a very fun experience. It was a very enlightening experience. I do think that my degree taught me how to network, and so being able to network and being able to lead my peers definitely worked out great in my favor, especially with this role that I have as an HBCU recruiter intern.
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, having that kind of student leadership thing, I think is really helpful because, you know, if I'm being honest, most people, well, I won't say most, I won't stop talking <laughs> for everyone, but there's some people my age where it's kind of hard to get them interested in those kinds of things. Like I can sit here and talk on stage at school and talk about how important mentorship is and maybe get to like less than half of them. Cause you know, most of them, they just, there's just some things that impact them differently. And you have to kind of find what affects them most. Like, how are they going to understand a concept most? Like, how are they going to, you know, be interested in it? And how are you going to, you know, give it to them that way? And what I did last summer when I was working on, a presentation to, you know, these like 11 to 14 year olds about how to start their own podcast, Mm -hmm. It is kind of difficult. I'm like, what are these kids interested in? (laughs) Like, you know, like, how am I supposed to, you know, impact them most? You know, I'm not that much older than they are. And, you know, like we're into TikTok and Instagram and, you know, things like that. And so I'm like, how can I bring my youth and things like that into their worlds and to make this fun and interesting for them? But I think that is something that also goes into, you know, trying to be a student leader. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, um, but how? Also, now that I have you, how did you get associated with Saver Gold, Saver World, and now being one of their interns?
2: So I, of course, was a mass media arts major, and I had a wonderful professor who recommended me to the administration of the schools when they were looking for someone to be a media intern for, I believe, the ninth, the ninth annual. Save a Girl, Save a World Summit that was hosted at Clark Atlanta University. And so through there and my interview process, they really loved my energy. So they wanted to bring me on as a collegiate mentee. And so I was a mentee through the program for three years. And upon graduating, they had started Speak Up program and asked me if I was interested considering I had history being a student leader, being involved on campus, especially mentorship and health policy. For a lot of my platforms as a student leader, I stood on mental health, overall body health, things of that nature. And so it pretty much fell into place like a puzzle. It was really cool.
0: Well, I'm glad that you were able to have a good experience from that and really grow into a position where you were most comfortable because I'm also a very huge advocate for mental health and, you know, especially for people my age and during this time, then, um, you know, I think there's nothing really more important to talk about than that right now. But you also mentioned mentorship, uh, Michelle, maybe you can take this one. Why do you think mentorship is like essential for, you know, especially young black communities? Like, why do you think it is best for people like me to receive like mentorship and kind of have that relationship?
1: Uh, I love mentorship because I believe that you don't know what you don't know, right? And so it's your level of exposure and having a mentor can sometimes expose you to things that you would have never been exposed to because it's out of your family realm and sometimes it's out of your comfort zone. And so it can take you some places that you would have never even dreamed of. And I think life is really just about E&E. It's your experiences and your exposure that allows you to have conversation. So if you've never experienced anything... You're not talking about anything. If you've never been exposed to anything, your conversation is limited. Mentorship broadens that conversation for young people to me. And I actually think it goes both ways. You know, we definitely impart knowledge into you guys, but I really love being around you guys because you guys bring energy and a different way of thinking to us. And so it's a win-win for everybody.
0: Definitely. I think there's some type of wisdom that, you know, especially if you have like kind of a generational difference between a mentor and a mentee. So, you know, maybe the older generation can share something with you that you wouldn't even think of, you know, and during, I think my first installment of like when I started doing, working with Save Girls, Save World and putting them in my episodes, um, they were talking about like what they learned from each other. I kind of mediated like a conversation between a mentor and mentee and they just kind of talk about their relationship and how that impacted them. And so I definitely agree that it's definitely a two-sided thing where everyone kind of receives something on both ends. The most interactive and best conversations I've had are the people that have like read the most books or like have traveled or have experienced things in their life that I wouldn't be able to experience on my own or, you know, by myself. And so that conversation is definitely something new and why I think why I think also mentorship is really important so I'm really glad that you are able to support me and you know everyone else listening in that way
1: oh absolutely this gentleman I'll just sidebar for a second I had um, met him when he was around eight years old and his mom had a lot going on and so I used to take him in my nephew places he is now the principal of a school, and he said just the other day in a conversation that I took him on his first airplane ride and gave him the love of flying. And I forgot that I even took him on on a flight. Right? You know, I, he was going with me to visit my nephew, and I said, "Oh, come on, we, you know, we're gonna get on the plane." And I remember him being a little apprehensive, but you know, I bought the ticket and told his mom I would take care of him. Well, now this young man, many years later, remembered that, and he said that started his love of flying. And that to me is what mentorship does. His, his mom wasn't in the position to do some of the things that I was able to do for him. And that just spared his whole thought process on traveling. And now he's, he's a frequent flyer. I laugh when he talks about you know, his frequent flyer points. I'm like, really? But yeah, mentorship just opens up your mind to a world that maybe you weren't going to necessarily be exposed to.
0: I have a quick question. Do you happen to know... But well, obviously, you know, like, what could you share with me his name?
1: Oh, um, well, yes, I can. Because he, he shared it with me. His name is Irvin Shannon. Okay. Do you know
0: Irvin? Okay. No, I was going to say, because I had a middle school principal and I love that man to death. He really brought me up to be who I am today and like really, you know, know myself. And he recently retired to become a flight attendant. So I was like,
1: oh, no wow. way is this
0: the same person. So I was just curious. No. <laughs> I was just curious. I was like, no way. But you know, I think that's really great that he was able to, you know, remember that, you know, later in life and think that I also have a passion for this and you know, choosing a new career. So I really think that your impact really changed that for him. Good. So Dainisha, maybe you can take this next one. Why don't you talk about more about Speak Up and what you know its mission is, what its job is, you know, what you're trying to uh, bring out in the community.
2: So Speak Up is a smoking prevention through equity advocacy and knowledge project and the goal that we have is for young women and girls, especially young black women and girls to be aware of the propaganda that's being pushed out by big tobacco and to be aware of how our community is being heavily affected by the push of these new tobacco products such as hookah vape pens
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you know these new versions of basically cigarettes but because mm-hmm. they're you know they don't have they don't smell as bad they're fruity flavored or they look cooler people are thinking that they're better for you or that oh they're not as bad as cigarettes but big tobacco is still behind it all and so there's still A lot of addictive qualities there's still menthol there's still nicotine there's still a lot of harmful products that are in these things that are being pushed in our community and so it's very important to be aware and also like take charge of your health like you can't allow big tobacco to win absolutely
0: especially when i was a little younger like in middle school like i knew people who were vaping like on the bus and i like i never really understood that you know, I would be like, well, what would be like the point? Like, do you guys not see all the, like the scary ads that come out about Like what happens to your lungs, what happens to your teeth, what happens to your immune system? If you exactly. do something like that, And you know, they have like things like, you know, like a caffeine pen or, you know, like. This will help with your anxiety, and some of them do. Some of them do work for people, depending on who you are. But it still, in a way, promotes you know smoking and like things like that. And another thing is that it's just really accessible. You know, most pens exactly. you can get from like a gas station, and you know, people will find like especially people that are under the age to you know get that kind of thing. Um, they will find ways to you know have someone go in there for them and buy it for them. They exactly. spend twenty dollars every couple of weeks or so on a new flavor, which. You know, people will make the effort to do that, which kind of makes me think like, why, like, why is that? Like, what's the, what's the pool besides, you know, like making it a habit and getting addicted to it and things like that. Like, I always wondered why, especially my generation was so interested in that.
2: I'll say that all it takes is one time. So when you do inhale it, I believe it's like 30 seconds for the nicotine to hit your brain after your first pool. So you're automatically addicted, unless in that moment you're like, okay, I don't like this, or I don't like the way this is affecting my body, or I don't like the way that I'm craving it. Unless you have enough self-knowledge to cut it off then and there, it's so easy. Like, now you're chasing that consistent high. Now you're chasing that consistent feeling and not even realizing what is causing mm-hmm. that feeling. Why It's it? Very- like,
0: it's it's hitting that and it's like making exactly. people want it more. That's really funny. I learned about that about today. That.
1: If you guys sound like you're talking about cocaine or heroin, right? And people need to equate it with something just that serious to take it serious. Because that exactly. same high that you're chasing is the same high that they talked about. You chase when you do cocaine and you, do, you chase when you do heroin. And so I wish somehow that there could be that correlation because I don't think young people get it to that degree. You know, I think they just think it's cool.
2: It's not, it's like one, them thinking it's cool, but going back to what Sydney said, it's about accessibility. Because they're making it so easily accessible, because it is so easily addictive and it's easily affordable, even though in reality it's not because you're spending 20 $30 every so often to get refills or get new pens or new flavors. And it's an expensive habit to keep, especially mm-hmm. when you're young. And so in comparison to cocaine or more quote-unquote hard drugs that, you know, people aren't thinking, oh, well, you know, it's not cocaine, so it's okay, but you're still, like, hurting your body, especially being a young Black adult. Like, cancer is one of the leading causes of death in our community, lung cancer being the leading type of cancer. So it's it's a long you have to see the long view, not just the right now. But when the long view is not being promoted, only the right now, it's easy for them to win. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I'll say this right before I wrap up this segment, but, you know, I see, you know, some videos all the time and it's like this girl, like, basically off of life support, you know, either recording something or, you know, just taking a picture and be like, this happened to me because I smoked. Don't do it. I don't want to sit in a hospital with a tube attached to my throat I'm sorry I don't want that so you know I I just don't want to you know experience something like that you know I think a lot of things something that we take for granted is like our health especially being young and you know not having Mm -hmm. to thankfully for me I've been healthiest I've ever been but you know um not having to worry about that kind of stuff and you know like when we do get sick like people go crazy when they have like a cold, right? So like, imagine being a life support based off of something that you initiated, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, peer pressure is also a huge thing, you know, it's like, oh, and then, but at the same time, you can't really blame it on the other person because you kind of fell into that and being like, you know, my friend told me to do it. And I won't lie. Like there are some many people out there that kind of make you fall down that route. And it's not always that person's fault, but, you know, I think, there just needs to be more of like a explanation marks like around it. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh. You know? um, and it's actually really funny. I think about like two months ago, I was working on this assignment for school and I had to do something based off of health, he- excuse me, health. And I came upon this article about how using e-cigarettes helps sm- smokers quit. And like that it's so weird to me. I can't remember much about what it said now, but it's some, I think it says something about like, sometimes the e-cigarette, it works better than, you know, like the patches or, you know, like the, for like, you know, the nicotine addiction for things like that. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> that's like the old <laughs> adage that said,
1: when you drink too much, right? I, I used to hear if you um, have a hangover, the best thing for you, that's how the Bloody Mary came about, is to have another drink. Because something in your system supposedly uh, balances it out. And, and that's really how the, the drink, the Bloody Mary came about. And that's why people drink it the next day. I think it's all psychosomatic. Mm-hmm. You, know? you just want to believe that. So you want to take a drink the next day, then you'll do it. You know, you believe yeah. you believe certain things and then it just comes true for you. So I don't know about that e-cigarette thing. That just sounds a little defeative to me.
0: Yeah, but thank you guys so much. Dynesha and Ms. Sheila for joining me thus far, and we'll be right back after this break.
1: Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time.
0: This is Sydney Chalamet, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that'll be broadcasted on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that'll talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. Welcome back, everyone. Again, I'm here with Dinesha and Ms. Sheila. And we were just talking about, you know, the effects of smoking and why it's really bad for us, and, you know, in our environment and things like that. And why mentorship is really important, for, especially for young people. So let's get back into it. Um, Dinesha.
1: Mm-hmm. what
0: does it mean to talk about it, be about it? And like, how does it play into our everyday
2: lives? Well, talking about it is just what we're doing now talking about the issue which is tobacco companies invading our communities trying to attract young black adults into buying their product promoting their products distributing in you know whichever way that they can and being about it is the action behind it like what we are doing to try to combat the issue what are we doing to bring awareness to the issue and What are we doing to try to change the issue? So, a lot of tobacco companies are constantly trying to come up with new ways to attract young adults to their products. So, the influx of hookah bars being in urban areas, especially around colleges, to the push of candy and fruity flavored vape pens and hookahs and trying to make it seem cute and appetizing and, you know, like fun when it's really very toxic and harmful. And so, Pushing the latter part of it being toxic and harmful, and what it can really do to your body, especially like in the long run.
1: Yeah. In addition to that, I think it's also. Oh, I'm sorry. Go like, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I love the, um, the tagline "Talk about it, be about it" because we're so quiet when it comes to our health, and right. so not just in tobacco disparities, but you know, the Speaker Project is also about health and wellness and taking charge of your own health and wellness you know, asking the questions, making sure you understand what the doctor says, even going to the doctors. If you don't feel well, let's talk about it. So I think it's a combination of all of those things so that we just live a better life overall, you know, with the tobacco disparities, with health, and obviously, as we you said earlier, with the mental wellness, you know, like we need to speak up about that. Even as a community, we don't really um, acknowledge that as much as we should. And so I just hope that your generation takes it to the next next level and own their own health.
0: Definitely. And you know, I think something about talk about it, be about it, I think it really relates to, you know, like actions speak louder than words. And you know, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of instances in my life where that scenario has, you know, claimed to be true. And mm-hmm. especially while we're talking about like smoking and things like that, and you know, if you're going to quit are you going to say it or are you going to take the steps to actually, you know, get out of the habit and, you know, prioritize your health and, you know, so I really think that speak up does a really good job of saying, you know, this is the issue. This is how we're going to address it. And this is how we're going to help people, you know, who are maybe stuck in that. And so I really appreciate how you guys are doing that really well, actually.
2: <laughs> Thank
1: you. Thank you. miss
0: um, Sheila. So You were saying earlier about, you know, be your own brand, you know, how to, you know, have your own self-confidence and, you know, like maybe how we were just saying, you know, prioritizing your own health. So what does it mean to be your own brand?
1: (laughs) I like the way you say that. Well, (laughs) BYOB was started uh, in when I was in the music industry. And it was because I used to work with celebrities all the time who would come into my office and everybody just thought they were hot, right? You know, like Michelle, I'm on my way to the MTV Awards or to the Grammys. Nobody thought they made a dud record. Everybody <laughs> thinks that they're the hottest thing going. But when I would ask them, why you, right? Why mm-hmm. you? They couldn't answer it, and so I started formulating BYOB then because I started thinking that everybody has their own uniqueness. You know, you have your own podcast, and there's thousands of podcasts, but there's a reason why somebody's going to listen to you, and it's really based on who you are. You know that you're. Um, witty, that you're smart, that you have this effervescent personality. If I'm looking for that, I'm going to Sydney's podcast. I'm going to perfect timing. So I try to show people that it's not about what you do. It's about who you are. And BYOB is just owning who you are, those two to three attributes that make you amazing, or maybe different than the two to three that make me amazing. But together, we make a great team if we know Everybody's brand. So it is all about understanding your uniqueness and then just rocking with it. Because I think everybody is a brand, no matter who you are, somebody thinks something when they see you. The thing is, what do you want them to get? So own it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I've learned, you know, throughout my junior year about, you know, as I'm preparing to go to college and they're being like, well, college admissions love that, you know, you're well rounded and you're in every single thing. But what might deteriorate from everyone else is knowing like, well, while you're doing all of this, what makes Sydney, Sydney, what makes you, you, you know, for me, it would probably be my podcast. You know, I don't know many there are some out there, but I don't know many people that, you know, started their own podcast, you know, are doing the things that I'm doing. Like, what is something about me that makes me special? And, you know, I think a quote that I kind of remember from like third grade, I think it was from like Dr. Seuss. And I think it was, (laughs) be unique because everyone else is I think it was be yourself because everyone else is already taken and you know I think that is also plays into you know being your own brand you know what makes you unique and why that separates you from everyone else So I really think that is a beautiful thing about how you're helping your clients know like why yeah just that just that like why you why would someone choose you you know based off of your own brand. So I think that's really beautiful.
1: Yeah, that's so funny you would say that. I did a Macy's commercial and I ended it with that very statement, right? Be your own brand, BYOB, because everybody else is taken. And that I think was the catalyst to the tour that I did for Macy's. But yeah, that line is a powerful line to just, just be you. But to own that and to understand what that is, most people don't because they want to kind of be a little bit of this one, or you know, I kind of want to be like Sydney, or can I have a little bit of Dinesha? And it's like, you know, Dinesha and Sydney are already taken. Just do you. You if you try to be them, you're gonna come in at number two anyway because the number one slot on both of them is already gone. So <laughs> you guys be like, the yes, <laughs> <just> absolutely. <laughs> Okay, Danisha, yes. <laughs> but it is really about that, though. You know, it's like all I can do is me. And when you own that and understand what your unique attributes are, nobody can beat you at that, you know?
0: Yeah. No one can do you better than you can. So absolutely. Definitely. Miss Sheila, while I have you, you know, I want to get a little bit of your expertise in your field and, you know, every inspiring thing that you've done. So, what advice could you give to me or anyone else listening that has their own business about trying to reach their own target audience? I know for me, I tried to aim more towards my age group. That's why it's a youth podcast, you know, and just exposing to my peers, you know, things like this, like places like Save Girls, World, World and other businesses that i would interviewed. So how, how do we go about finding our own target audience?
1: Well, I think one, when you understand what you bring and your uniqueness and you're consistent with that, right? you're consistent and authentically saying, okay, this is the message that I wanna share with people. Then you have to do some research. And that's the part that people don't really like, because to me, you have to understand if I'm trying to reach a certain demographic between let's just say 18 to 24, then I gotta know what they're thinking. I gotta know what they like. I gotta know where they are. I gotta know their dislikes. And so sometimes it's the behind the scenes stuff that you don't really wanna do that you have to do in order to be able to target your group effectively. Because we can't be all things to all people, you know? And when you're narrowing it down, sometimes people say, well, I just think I should talk to everybody. Well, you can eventually get there, but let's hit the target. And then as the target embraces you, you can grow. I look at it like when I was in the music industry. Our, um, artists used to come out and they would be on the R&B stations, right? Whatever station you guys listen to this R&B. And then all of a sudden they would move and then they would grow and get bigger because they're on the pop station because now they've already made a base. They've already been successful in R&B and somebody over on the other side of the fence heard them. And so now it's like, oh, okay. I like that too. Now you can grow, but you've mm-hmm. rarely seen an artist come out and they just hit R and B, pop, country, uh, hip hop, dance. Like you can't hit everything at one time. Mm -hmm. Do you successfully understand what your market is? Understand the people you're marketing to, and then you can grow.
0: Definitely, you know that's something that you know I have to learn about, and you know I've listened to tons of videos on how to you know become a better interviewer and a better podcast host. And one of the main things is like you need to know who you're interviewing, like up, down, inside out, just so you know how to have a sustainable conversation, you know, and there have been times where I've gone on here and, you know, I haven't been able to do as much research and, you know, the podcast would be good, but it would be better if I had done the extra work, and you know, the difficult stuff that I wouldn't want to do. But, you know, I think that definitely comes with, you know, owning your own business, being an entrepreneur and, you know, trying to grow that. So thank you for that beautiful advice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you.
0: So, Dinisha or Ms. Sheila, either of you could take this. What is Speak Up doing for Black History Month? I know that I think this episode should go on the last day of this powerful month. What are you guys going to be doing for that?
1: Well, that's a great thing that this is going to air on the 28th, because our platform that we're doing with blackdoctor.org, we created a partnership between um, Black Doctor and Speak Up. And it's called Young, Healthy and Black. And it's covering all of the things that we've been talking about today in terms of mental health, overall wellness, and tobacco disparities. And one of our very own um, ex-Save a Girl, Save a World, and now interns of Speak Up, Arabia, wrote the first um, article that's going to be appearing on that for February 28th. So I'm so excited for her. She's getting her PhD in health. And so now she's going to be a published author. And 400,000 people to the um, blackdoctor.org platform. So that is how we're wrapping up Black History Month. But the whole program will run once a month on blackdoctor.org every month on the 28th. We, We firmed up a date, so now we can look forward to it. And this is hopefully going to help expose young women Um, to young women about their health. It is not about what we say. It is about what you guys say. They have the total platform about what they want to talk about each month. And it'll be um, presented on blackdoctor.org. So that's how we're ending Black History Month and going on every month with Young, Healthy, and Black.
0: That is amazing. Thank you so much, Ms. Sheila, for sharing that information with us. If you could share with us her name and what she's doing just one more time, just so my listeners can get a feel of who she is and how we can support her.
1: Sure. Her name is Arabia Patterson, Um, and she is a Save a Girl, Save a World intern, but she was also a part of Save a Girl, Save a World, and she is getting her PhD in health. Mm -hmm. So I am just so happy for her that now she gets to get published, and this can be a part of her portfolio moving forward.
0: Thank you guys so much for joining me for this episode with Save Girls, Saver World and their Speak Up program, just talking about what the importance of that and why we should have it here in our communities. So I hope you all take advantage of it. And I hope you all enjoyed part one of this episode.